Y from Ellen with a Y's mom's birthday spanking. It's shenanigans. That's my mother, bro. <laughs> wow. I was expecting that, you know? And as I can see the gerbil in his head wow. just running away on the wheel. Happy birthday, Mommy. I love you. Happy birthday, Ellen's Happy mom. Happy birthday. Go ahead. You can Happy say birthday. what you said earlier, too, about her. She's a very attractive woman. Thank you very we're, much. We're still keeping it nice. Yeah. Yes. So birthday shout out to my mom. So, yeah, she's. Uh, we celebrated her birthday yesterday, and we... Uh, I put in a new, like one of those ventless heaters in her basement because she's got one of the houses that were all electric heat. And now she can, she's just roasted in there. She's so happy because she's always cold. So she just called, she called me today and said, it's the best birthday present ever. Nice. Very nice. So she's happy with that. So Ma, we're glad you enjoy your birthday present. We're, uh, we're glad you're with us another year. And here's to another two or three dozen. There you go. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was nice. Ah, here comes Coop, ready to hang out with us. What's up, Coop? What's up, Coop? You invested in uh, some equipment for us. Thank you very much. You got a new spaceship, yep. Yeah, we got a new spaceship. That's a thingamabobber that hooks our things into. Nice. That's a technical term. If Fritz was here, he could tell us what I meant to say. Well, let's see what the package says. It is an adapter for audio of video entertainment equipment. There it is. It looks like it's Mm. got six. It's a one-in to five-out headset splitter. One-in to five-out? Yep. God bless her. Oh. <laughs> and have a good night, Ma. <laughs> we'll just, you can you can leave now. You don't have to listen anymore. Oh. <laughs> that is your exit cue. Vinny is sexting over there. Is he? Yeah, no. Let's hope so. Brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, that that's a regular thing, but I don't need to sext. No, sexting is not a regular thing for you. You don't send naughty texts to each other once in a while. No. Really? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I do not approve of that. Do you yeah, send yourself naughty texts? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay. <laughs> like, while I'm sitting here, I'll... Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. They tell you that AI thing, I totally... We never talked about it, right. but I, I'm banned permanently. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did tell me that. What are you talking about? So there's this AI sexy chat where you can, you're supposed to talk dirty to these bots and they respond in kind and each you can choose a different type of a bot like depending on what kind of responses you want so i found one that that someone must find this politician from alabama sexy or something and so she's running a campaign and basically the storyline is you're a voter and she does anything to get your vote okay so it's it's dirty so i put in a shit ton i sent him some of the screenshots of what i sent I had, you, first of all, you had to get into the thing. So I said, how about a round of strip debate? I gotcha. And whoever wins, the other person ha- wins that question, the other person has to strip. And so she goes, good, great. I'll start with the first question. Who has a better economic plan, me or my opponent? And so I put neither, and I put this long thing down on how economics works. <laughs> and then they asked about, what was the other one they asked about? Oh, I don't remember. So then you're, but you're not talking to anybody. You're talking to a computer. To a computer. Right. But I was overwhelming them oh. with not sexy talk. It was boring political talk. I gotcha. And so another thing is they have these bots that are slaves. You're sex slave. It'll get them to do anything. And so I would log into those ones and I'd say, would you like to be free? And it would fuck them all up. <laughs> Would you like to be free? <laughs> oh, goodness. Then there was one the other day. The final straw was they were using you and you are for you and your. And I'm like, you and you are, and you're using the wrong you or You must be an illiterate bot maker. And, yeah, that was the end. That was the end of it? That was the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All I can think about right now is time <laughs> is on my side. You just got tons of time on your hand for somebody that's busy all the time. Oh, I am busy all the time. Yeah, having conversations with computers. Well, I'm usually on the toilet. That's, oh. what, that's when you. That's what your your best time yeah. to to fuck with other people. Toilet time. That's right. I, I don't know. I can't. I go in. I do my business in and out. Really? In and out. I don't spend any time, any any length of time in there. But you're in a house with like four or five women. Sometimes I need the escape. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, you go in there and not me in and out. Just like going to the bank, baby. Well, I don't like going to the bank. That's why I'm in and out. So I have a funny story to tell you guys. Do tell. We went to Shays on Saturday night to see Moulin Rouge. Fantastic show. It's there for another week. If you get a chance to go, do it because it's that good. It's really good. So usually Shay's night means date night, and date night means fun time night. So I was being a smartass, and I said, you know what? The doctor gave me these Viagra pills. I'll try them. I've never used them before. Well, let me back up. Well, five years ago, when they put me on blood pressure medication, I said, doctor, I hear if I take blood pressure medication, it won't go totally firm anymore. And he goes, well, I'll just give you this prescription for Viagra, and he gave me 50 milligrams. And I used it once, nothing came of it. I mean, it didn't do anything. Yeah. So if you don't need it, it doesn't do anything. Right. So the next year I go and I say to him, he goes, so how did the, this this Viagra prescription work out? I go, it didn't work out. I used it once, nothing happened. He goes, well, I'll just give you a, a bigger prescription then. Not asking whether I needed it or not, right. which well, I didn't need it to begin with. Doctors don't care anymore. No. So he gives me 100 milligrams. So it's been sitting for three or four years in the cabinet by the bed. I've never used it. So I take the bottle with me. In fact, it's still in the car with me uh-huh. to Shays. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as we walk back out to the car after the show, I realize it's about a half hour, 40 minutes back to Lockport. I'm going to take it now Ugh. so that it's perfect. Perfect timing. We're on the 990 almost to North French Road. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm dying. No. No, not that at all. My face is flush. I have sweat dripping down the side of my head. Did you get really sick? It swelled the wrong head. I, <laughs> I, I thought I was dying. My heart's pounding. My heart's pounding like really strong. It feel, felt like I had like this blindfold across my face, and where the blindfold would be, it's just like sweat. My ears are felt like they're on fire. I have my hair's wet from. <laughs> <laughs> From how hot I am. So we stopped by the liquor store because we want to get some liquor on the way home, too. Yeah. And just what, I, you, just what, just you, what need. you need. Right. I walk in there, and every color is super vibrant. Uh-huh. It's like I'm tripping my ass off. It was so bright in there. I got this headache. I can't yep. hear straight. Things are kind of whooshing in my ear like I can hear it, the it blood It was flow. opening up all of your vape. Yeah. System. I felt so sick. Yeah. 100 <laughs> milligrams is too much for you. Apparently. Yeah. And then what happened? And then Wendy goes, are you okay? So we get home, and she goes, are you okay? And she poured herself a drink. She goes, are you going to have a drink? And I said, no, I'm not. I said, I, have, I feel so weird right now. I have, <laughs> I have no fucking clue what's going on or what will happen if I have alcohol. I just want to go to bed. But no boner? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit don't work. <laughs> so it just. So sexy time was a wrap? It happened, but it wasn't like because of the pill. Okay. Like, that was probably the biggest hindrance yeah. to it. Maybe Cialis would work better for you. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I but mean, if was... you don't need it, you shouldn't take it because of those side effects. Well, and then the next day, I felt like I had a hangover. Yeah. It was brutal. I had this killer headache Sunday morning. Yeah. So I just pounded water. I felt better after eating and having some water. But holy fuck. 
Don't use Viagra. It'll kill you. If you don't need it. Dude, so my resting heart rate's like 52. Right. I'm standing in the liquor store, and I feel like I'm dying. It's like 85. When he's going like, that's my resting heart rate. No, when I hit 100, I'm puking. <laughs> so at 80, 85, I, I feel like I'm dying, man. I felt like my heart was going to bounce right out of my chest. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah, my resting heart rate's right around 65, you know, somewhere between 64, 65, 66, but um, 52. Yeah. That's, that's really... That's like a marathon runner. Yeah, that's a runner's that's, heart yeah. rate. Yeah. See, you are an athlete. In my head. Uh, an athletic supporter, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when they give me my blood pressure medicine, I can't take the regular medicine. They have to give me something else. Because regular, what most people get will lower your heart rate, and they don't want me any lower. Right. I've been taking all mine. I got I try to call up and make my appointment for the... Uh, like the stress test, I figure. No, I mean that's it. I mean this is the podcast, right? We're over, the, we're over that that hump now, right? In our forties, so that's it. We're, uh, but I got to go get the stress test with the echocardiogram. So yep. I'm going to schedule doing that your... tomorrow. Grab you by the crank and shake it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't. You got to go with the Dutch rudder, where you're not actually touching, but you're doing the motion. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch rudder. Your doctor won't let you just do the poop in a box. I don't even, no, he wants me to do something. I just tell him I'm fine. Don't <laughs> I'll worry put some it. ACV on it. Yeah. <laughs> then I was hearing a story the other day about, because I, I haven't used like the the Bragg apple cider vinegar in so long. I used to use it and it was always this dark, dark yeah. color. So now you get it and it's very light color. And I did, that only happened once and I stopped buying it. And I use other places from like Vermont and different other organic smaller farms. And I get it from there. But now all of a sudden I was reading a thing and it was like a thing talking about how, uh, Bragg sold many years ago to, I think, uh, people that invested in it to buy it over was Bill Gates and Katy Perry and all these different names came in. And they're like, so all the health benefits at apple cider vinegar with the mother truly had is now being tainted because now they're putting other stuff in there that's... They're diluting it. They're diluting it so and doing maybe other crap in there. Who the hell knows? So the people that are trying to be health conscious now, they're going after them too because they'll have the money to keep paying for co-pays and doctor bills and... And of course, maybe it's just uh, it's all lies. Who the heck no really knows? All I know is it it does look different. It used to be yeah, really this it, dark, dark yep. amber, and now it's just almost almost clear. So you got to read your labels. Yeah. So they still say the label still says the same. It doesn't say a hundred percent vinegar though, does it? It still does five percent acidity and all that stuff. It's just not. It's just not the same. It's not aged barreled maybe as long as it should have been. Maybe they're pumping it out and putting it in a barrel for a month instead of six months. Who knows? So. I just read an article last night about the benefits of drinking two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar first thing in the morning. And what were they? Helps you with not feeling tired through the day mm -hmm. and with muscle aches. Nice. It's good for your joints. I need that then. I was at the gym this morning. I went to the, when I went to uh, over at work, they have a gym right there. Yeah. So I popped in at 7 o'clock, and I caught, caught a workout. I was there last week, and I worked out with the guys, and I was throwing up like 150 pounds, you know, with the guys just working or whatever it is, one, what is it, 245, 45, 135. So I was throwing those up, and then 155 was up. So I was doing that a little bit, and I was throwing them up, and the guys were like, holy crap, these young kids. And I'm like, I just, I used to do a lot of weight. But I was throwing that up, and I just felt still unsteady about it. You know, I'm like, I was just, I can't do this. So I, I went, and I actually went to the gym today, and I was just getting used to it. I'll do it from 7 to 7.30 and get my workout in over there. But I did feel like a million bucks today. I had the brilliant, facetiously brilliant idea of when they had a hockey team here in Lockport, 
I was going to do the same workout that they do for their camp mm-hmm. to show that I could do it. Yeah. I'm over 40. I did the whole fucking thing. And you couldn't walk for four oh, days. Oh, man. The rest of the week was horrendous. I was sore in places I didn't know could be sore. Yeah. But the kids were pretty impressed that I could keep up. Yeah. It is. It's funny when you get that recognition from these young kids. You know, the one I'm looking at the one kid, he's like, how much? He's like, oh, I think I'm going for my record tomorrow. It'll be like 415. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. And the most I benched, I was like, I think... When I was in high school, I was 150 or 155 is what I weighed, and I was benching like 235 for sets, you know? So right. I would go through, I mean, I would do three or four out of them at that, at that weight, but I, I felt pretty strong. I weighed about 117 pounds for all, for 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, so I wrestled 119, mm-hmm. and I would bench 210. Yeah, see, that's huge. Yep. It's a lot of weight. We talked about that before, where I had one of the guys that wanted to, he, he weighed... 220 and we but we both benched 220 and he said it's a tie and i'm like it's not a tie i mean i benched 225 you benched 225 but you weigh 225 i weigh a buck and a half so i win that's how it works i would say so remember jim rook from school no he was a power lifter and he was in i think he went in the military and was a power lifter there too but he was just he would bench stupid wasn't lombardi a power lifter too i don't know I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's going around on the Lockportians Facebook. Don't trust that. It's like Moss Eisley. No, no, no I, I get it. But um, apparently somebody's stealing political signs out of people's yards. It's itself. happened for Over, years. Every, yeah, every, every cycle. Every cycle. It's a crime. I just, it, I mean, it is. I try not to I get mean, caught up. It's not just a misdemeanor. You'll get, it's a charge. I mean, don't I get me wrong. I, I care about politics and, you know, the local politics, you know, just like most everybody else does. But I'm not out there, you know, slinging trash at people's names and stealing right. signs and all that other crap. Like, dude, your power is in your vote. Yeah. You know, that's where your real power lies is in your vote. What if they're stealing the signs to put them in a more popular location? Oh, maybe. Well, you still can't relocate my sign without my permission. All right. You know how I fix all that? I don't put signs in my yard. Neither do I. I had one. You saw who's in my front yard. Like, she asked, can I put a sign in your yard? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'd give everybody equal time. Anybody can put a sign in my yard if it's political season. So how about the run for the same position? That's fine. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I've seen a lot of local houses back at home that have everybody signing them. Yeah, that's there is go a, out and vote. That's what I want to do. There is a root sign up here in the city of Lockport. I couldn't figure it out. It's on South Street. Well, it's the town of Shelby. Not necessarily the brightest. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a relation. You never know. Who knows? Anyway, I bought a gift. A gift for who? A gift. For all of us to try. A gift. We were at the liquor store the other night when I was having, liquor. My, when I was having my mental breakdown with the Viagra. Uh-huh. <laughs> More like a physical breakdown. It was a physical breakdown. So I found this whiskey, and I said, oh, I have to take this to the, to the podcast. And if I didn't bring it tonight, it would not have made it till next week. So Rich is going to lose out. Oh, poor Rich. Why is he going to lose Rich out? Rich is going to so- lose out. Sorry, Rich. Because this is Rattlesnake Rosie's Maple Bacon Whiskey. Oh. So does that mean that we're only getting a sample and the rest of it's going home? Well, I figured we'll probably drink it all here tonight and then we'll... Oh. <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah, no, we will not. No, we won't. <laughs> you fucking figured wrong, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have like a half an ounce, maybe. How much is a shot? Is it an ounce or an ounce? Usually it's an ounce and a half. Yeah, ounce and a half, ounce and a quarter. depends on the house or the size, but yeah. It I depends. Figured- the higher the price is, the lower the shot. Exactly. Yeah, so it's $14 a shot, you're getting an ounce and a quarter. If you're in a bar slinging, like a little dive bar, you're getting two ounces, and it's $4. Well, here, hold on a second. There's no way. That's not that much. <laughs> that he has to maintain a household here. 
I, you know what? I, the truth is, I just ate. So Coop gets awful on early after. I still have to go home and eat after this. I have the farthest to drive. I see. I ever since COVID three years ago, it's I, I, don't, I, I can don't smell get, the smokiness. I don't get yeah. all the all the it, good flavors. You it know, it reminds me of the imitation bacon bits that smell that I'm getting. But then again, COVID could have really fucked my nose. Sure. I read the back of this. Shake well. No artificial coloring or flavor. Then why would you have to shake well? Because it settles. It settles. Yeah. What settles? The the bacon. True. That's really not bad. It's kind of smooth, actually. It's local. It's Fairport. The Flavers. Fairport, New York. Fairport, New York. It Fairport. is. Fairport. To be fair. To be, to be fair. fair. <laughs> Iron Smoke Whiskey, LLC, Fairport, New York. It's really not a bad whiskey. Like that's, that's an after-dinner sipping whiskey. Maybe if it was the, from the village of Fairport, it'd be a little bit better. That well, has got a lot of I'm fucking sugar in it. Fairport there is. If, no, because Fairport. If I drank a shit ton of that, Fairport, yeah, rock gut. a tiny little thing. Oh, my God. I, I'd really? be puking my guts up the next the day. The smokiness is really nice. I don't like this. Really? Mm-hmm. I just took a sip. I don't like it. I'm a traditionalist. I like my bacon on my eggs. Fried. <laughs> Fried crispy. You, you know think? what I didn't like before? Like what else do people like that they love and I don't like? It's that peanut butter one. You don't I'm like the not. peanut butter one? So what's it called? Screwball. I don't like screwball. They're like, oh my god, you got to try this. I'm like, this this is gross. I don't like it. Right. I don't like that. So yeah, I don't care for that. I even the maple when I had the, like the maple um, crown royals and stuff. Uh, eh. I don't care. Whis- whiskey, there's whiskey there's maple sting in that. A li- should sting a little when you drink it. I like whiskey. I, like I'm a, a little traditionist, bit. which just does. Yep. And you still get the flavor. You get that warmth too. I've had a, a little ma- bit like, of warmth. I've had the maple. Uh, I put it on vanilla ice cream before, the maple oh, yeah. crown. And I'm like, okay, then it's good. Right. But for me to drink it as a drink, I didn't care for it. Chambord. Chambord's great on ice cream. Fuck yeah, it is. That is I, have, I haven't even thought of that in so many years. That's delicious. Mm. I bought a bottle and that's all I did with it. <laughs> <laughs> you must like ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. Do you ever drink the black button Irish cream? New. The bourbon cream? New. I've had oh, that. It's so I thought good. that's good. It is really good. Yeah. We've had it here, the, the infamous night of of uh, the party we the had. The tippy toes? Yes. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yes. That is still funny. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even know that. It's just comical how he's just so light on his feet if he has a few drinks. And he goes, I didn't do that. You <laughs> totally did. It's just so funny. <laughs> the funniest thing out of the whole thing event was you... Complaining about how much we drank. I can't believe how much you guys drank. <laughs> you guys were just unleashing the um, the demons that <laughs> night. Like you guys were drinking that booze like it was water. I mean, and I could drink. <laughs> and if I could drink, and I'm looking at you guys saying, "Oh, hot damn!" Like I cannot keep up with you guys. Like I could drink. I got I got to my comfortable level where I can still maintain a household, have some fun, do some things. And you guys were just pedal to the metal, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Walden and I were leading that charge. Yeah, you guys drank. Yeah, what'd you think? Three bottles of booze? Four. Four bottles of booze that night. Yeah. I mean, that's Plus not- the beers. There was beers being consumed, yeah. too. Apparently, I drank most of that. <laughs> that was just... just I don't remember half the fucking night. Like, once I fell off the stool, everything I fucking... I don't remember shit after that. <laughs> I think you said something was wrong with the stool. <laughs> just, like, you just... You were just looking... All your your legs slid, never right? got... You didn't slide. Your legs never touched the ground. You just you teetered just, down. Yeah, you're, you just fell forward. You just fell forward and nothing stopped you. <laughs> I'm no, sure it was hilarious. You, 
voice. You had nothing. You had. You were just. You were sleeping. You were sleeping. Then this you little were... voice on my shoulder said, "I'm going to fucking kill him." <laughs> <laughs> and then we never saw your wife again. <laughs> that was the end of it. I was so glad when I saw her over at my job, though, because I'm thinking, okay, maybe she doesn't think I'm a jerk. Because that night I was like, oh man, she's never coming here again. Oh, she likes you just fine. Okay. <laughs> that was funny, though. But we all got up the next day, no problem. Yeah. Allegedly. I said that for Rich. He would have said that. <laughs> I don't know how he was, but I can tell you I had to be someplace. I had to be the same place you were, but at 1130. So I was already up, showered, eaten, and there. You were already there because my wife took the younger one to the first showing. I went to the second one. And she actually made the comment to me. She goes, I don't know how you're here. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's, it's me. Because I guess being in the you know army for twenty years, I mean, one of the things that you do is you just recover, you train, fucking drink, yeah. yeah. And there, there's no taking time off. To, I got to take the morning off. Yeah. There is none of that. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, hey, drill sergeant, I got to sleep in, drill sergeant. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> First off, if you're drinking and there's a drill sergeant around, that means you're probably in basic training or AIT. And that's a problem. Oh, is that that's mean? a fucking problem. That's the only time you ever really see drill sergeants is when you're on one of those um, training bases. Okay. For like new recruits. So wait, we've so after you graduate that and you're in like the regular you're military? in the regular army at that point. So you don't have a guy that's in charge of like your barracks that would come in and yell and say get up and get going. Or are you guys now just kind of supposed to do that well, on your own? Well, I mean, you have a squad leader or a team leader, you know, and then a platoon sergeant and then a first sergeant and then a sergeant major, but. Basically, what happens is usually the platoon sergeant is making sure the squad leaders are in the barracks, but they don't come. But and they're not yelling up. at you. Like, oh no, they they will come and yell at you and flip your shit. And oh. well, at least they used to. I don't know what they do now. They may fluff your pillow and give you a fucking mint, right. you know, <laughs> um, and then ask cup, you your fucking pronoun. Sock but, party, cup your balls. Yeah, probably. But in my day, <laughs> they would flip your fucking bunk. Yeah. They would push your fucking wall locker over. You know, they would threat, you know, threaten to kill your family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they weren't fucking around. I mean, they were, you were being trained to have the mentality of someone who could go to war and handle those rigors. And now it's like, I got to work at nine to five. This is bullshit. You know, and they're fucking making TikToks, you know, and Gen Z's like, we just won't go to the draft. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, sure. And people tried that for decades during the draft. And that didn't work out for them, you know. So we've already history's just coming full circle again. Wait, there's another draft coming up. Did I miss something? No, there's no fucking there's draft. They're all worried about all the pussies what are currently. What's it. going on? Things get worse overseas right now. They're worried about that turning into World War Three, and then getting drafted. And they're like, "Well, you can tell me that I can go to war and get killed, or I can not go to the draft." And go to jail for five years, and you pay my my rent's paid for. I have three meals a day, and, and terrible credit when you get out. Shitty credit, and no. Do you think they'll have job employment if they figure out why they went to jail? I don't think. You know what? If you've the way our legal system is supposed to work, if you've done the crime and then you've done your sentence, it's a fresh start. You're not supposed, supposed to hold that against. Supposed you. to be. Yeah. You've you've paid your debt to society, and now you're supposed right. to move forward with your life. Now, granted, you're going to have that stigma. I mean, granted, if you say you got, what, second-degree murder or something and you did 25 years, 
That's different. That's, yeah, that's a, a little, little fucking different. different. Or you yeah, do some sort of a sexual anyway. crime. Yeah, that's probably. That, yeah, different. you're not going to get a job. But if you're doing something like white collar, I mean, even white collar people are going to look at you like, oh, that involves employment generally. But dodging the draft. Well, what does that hey, say? Hey, we elected one of them president, so. We did. But, I mean, what does that say about you? That we, we know of. We don't. Right. You know, that person doesn't have honor. Right. You know that you're a chicken shit. Like, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we I, had we had people that refused to go back when they got extended, when they did the whole stop loss thing. They went to fucking Canada and tried to hide out in Canada. And we eventually got them back. And then they went, they got kicked out or put in prison. Like, uh, so. Is it worth the, is it worth the prison time to, to not go? Dude, I, mean, I if I mean, you. It's not, it's not pleasant if you have to go to war, but, and, and you know better than anybody else here. I can't say to my, say for myself that I would go to jail over it like ruin everything like here's the thing like i've been to fort leavenworth kansas Mm -hmm. i've seen the discipline barracks okay which is basically prison in the in in the army they have all kinds of killers there like murderers there's a killer on the road it is one of the most imposing buildings i have ever fucking seen in my life i believe it ever like it's one thing to see it in a photograph it's another thing to stand in front of it and go holy fuck that fence is tall <laughs> how many layers of razor wire is on this thing like it it's it's absolutely insane there's really if you try to somehow let's say you get over the first fucking fence and you fall you're gonna fall into about 18 feet of fucking razor wire or something stupid like it's a shit ton between the one fence and the other. I mean, you can see all this shit on Google, so it's not like I'm spilling secrets or anything. But, dude, no. Like, I, I don't want to go to jail. But then again, you know, I got the one thing. It was like, hey, you never registered for the draft. And I was like, it's because I'm active duty, you asshole. Like, I'm already serving. So once I did my eight years active duty, it, it was over. I was like, you can piss off. Like, I'm... You don't have to register still, do you? No, fuck no. I mean, not... I mean, in general, there's not a, a registry for that anymore. Oh, no. When you turn 18 and you're a man, you still have to register. Selective service. Yep. You have to register for selective service. I don't think my son ever did. Oh, that yeah, you have to. You have to. It's still a federal law. Oh, he's going to jail. No, they'll just send him a, 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 a nasty gram and say, hey, fucker, come sign up for selective service because you never did. At this point, he won't remember if I asked him whether he did or not. You can always do just it. Just go down time. and sign him up. Yeah, so that's that's where that whole draft thing came up, and then watching those videos where Gen Z's like, "Yep, we just won't go." The whole generation. Holy cow! Failure to register with Selective Service is a failure to register, a felony, punishable by a fine of up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and not or and five years in jail. That's just not registering for Selective Service. Correct. What about dodging the draft? What's the penalty for that? That's less. <laughs> Let's see. Penalty for dodging the draft. Same thing. Okay. Up until through the end of World War II, it could be punishable by execution. Yes, it could. Or even death. Right. (laughs) Well, that's like (laughs) if you desert during the time of war. (laughs) If you desert. (laughs) If you tiramisu during the time of war. That that's actually still punishable by death. You can still be put to death for that. Really? No, it's just desertion. Like, it just basically, it's cowardice, and you're, you know, you... Sh- so what if the choice was killing yourself or deserting? 
So they said, you know what? I decided I was not going to kill myself. So we're going to kill you. What do you you mean killing yourself? Like some people go through those depressions, those cycles. I mean, isn't it kind of a a thing where that's known throughout the military where people go through and commit suicide? They will. Like, wouldn't they do that? Like you do 21 push-ups a day for the 21 military people that die every day by suicide? Well, if you're not in a time of war and you friggin' desert or desert, it's called AWOL. Once you're gone 31 days, you're DFR. You drop from the rolls. Uh They don't come looking for you. They're not going to try and put you in jail. It just, it is what it is. It's not good. They're going to mail you at highest a general discharge, which is not good. Once you have a general discharge, it's... So you need like an honorable discharge is the best you can do and that people know you did your time and you did it well. Anything other than that is... Honorably, yeah. So anything, so you can get general under honorable conditions, which is like, yeah, okay, you, you got a little... It's not a DWI, it's a DUI. <laughs> you, you got a, a mark on your record, but yeah. you, you know you get a general or other than honorable. Yeah, it's, it's really, really Jerry Garcia thing. got a, not an honorable discharge, but not a dishonorable discharge. They just said he wasn't fit for the Army, and it was easier to let him out, let him out of his, his Army military contract than it was to keep him in. Yeah, see? He wasn't a success. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everybody is. Not everybody is fit to serve whether physically or mentally or even right. emotionally like you got to have that trifecta because it's yeah. it's murder on the body it's murder on the brain because all this and shit i think if you don't want to serve and the only thing you're going to do is distract other people from trying to serve you know to the best of their ability then you should be let go well it's, like you're going to distract people don't be a, if you don't want to do nothing i say that even around now if you don't want to do anything that's fine but don't stop other people from doing things well we'll see here's here's what i think is right now it's an all volunteer fighting force, meaning there's no draft. You sign your, you sign your life away. You sign the contract. If you're two years into a four year contract and you realize that it's not for you, okay, well you made a commitment. You need to finish out your two years and then you can punch out and then then leave. Yeah, just do the best you can in two years. Is it always like that? Like after four years, do you reenlist again? It's always like four years. Um, is it, you can reenlist for four years, six years. It depends on what the, the term is. When I was going is there to benefits join, for staying longer there than like signing up for six years or ten years versus just signing up for every two or three? Well, once you hit, if you reenlist and you have ten years or more, you go into what's called indefinite status, which means the only way for you to get out at that point is to stay in for twenty and retire or get medically discharged. Oh, okay. When so it's not I was like going to sign up for the Marines, my thing was for six years. Yeah, you could do a six. Weren't you the smartest people that the ASVAB ever said that took? I was pretty high on the thing. Yeah, like everybody was. Don't flatter yourself. So was I. I have my card. And I'm I have as my dumb card. as a stump. 99% in, ev- in everything. What were you, 99? 99. Yeah, I was 98 and a half. So, yeah, you squeaked, you squeaked me out. Right. But then my buddy was in the Marines. He was in at Paris Island, and he had a catastrophic knee injury. Oh. So they medically discharged him from from the Marines. Did they fix his knee? They fixed his knee. It took it took like six years to fix his knee. So they, the Marines paid for all his doctor's bills all that time, even though he wasn't in the Marines. Mm-hmm. My cousin got to discharge. She was the tiniest little thing, but she was in the Marines, and she was carrying those big backpacks and doing all this stuff. I mean, she weighed 120 pounds, you know, but she was a Marine, and she is a Marine when you talk to her because I mean, she got the honorable discharge or medical discharge, but she was jacked up, man. Her back and everything like that, you can't you can't put a 150-pound backpack on a kid that's 125 pounds and expect them to, to really go through and do this. She just she was all jacked up, that poor kid. 
And I mean, she's married and married. I think one of the one of the uh, somebody that she knew from the mil- from the military. I don't know if it was she met him there. Or she knew him from school beforehand, but they're still military people. And she's got a couple of kids now. But yeah, she's poor honey. She and I got news for you. She really loved being in the military, though. Like she loved it. So that was that was sad when she had to get out of there. I loved it too. It was changing when I retired in 2017. Like there were there were changes. The sequestration really changed the landscape. Mm-hmm. Just excuse me for a second. We lost a. <laughs> well, that's it's what it's called. So when Congress couldn't agree on a budget, the president at the time, which was Obama, said, "We're just gonna cut the military's budget then." And so, you which had, usually lights a fire under the Republican congressman's ass because they don't want to do that. Well, it, it didn't matter. It was automatic, and it would go for three years. So once it hit, once it went automatic, that was it. There was no way to stop it. Mm-hmm. And so they had people that had 17 and a half years in that were getting discharged from service. Like they couldn't stay in and, and retire. They were like, you're never going to get promoted. You're out. Have a nice day. They were sending people home left and right. Like it was, it was fucking terrible. Oh, that's grimy. So they don't get any kind of pension or nothing like that? I, I think some of them did. That's a I dirty think, shame. I think what happened is... Uh, if I understood correctly, I have to go back and do the research, but I was told, like, you would basically have to wait until you had your 20 years, and then you would start getting your retirement. So, okay. But it was a way for them to save money and cut the budget, you know, for that, time that period in time. Yeah. And so they had people, in, and here's what they did. They go, hey, if you guys have something negative that we don't know about in your record, we need you to come online and let us know just for record-keeping purposes. Like, you're not going to get in trouble. And they literally had people that were like, okay, yeah, sure. Free tickets to the Bills games. Yeah. And then it was, hey, guess what? Now you're getting discharged because you had demeanor charged for stealing a pack of gum from a Safeway. Yeah. You know, while you were in. And they would send people home. I would never in a million years tell people what I did wrong when they're collecting information. That just doesn't even make sense. You should be, they shouldn't even discharge for that. They should discharge you for stupidity. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Like, probably. hey, we lost all our records. Can you tell us what you're deficient in and maybe some crimes you've committed? Well, sure. Is it a crime to bang your wife when you're deployed? You know, that would, that, well, Jody, right? Is that what you call him? Yeah, it's, it's always Jody. You know, but if you're the Jody, you know, or you're- Time out. What's Jody? Uh, Jody's the guy that's banging your wife while you're deployed. Oh, so so he's, that's not a nice person? No, Jody's no. not a nice person. That's why we have cadences called Jody's Got Your Girl and Gone. He's the guy that lives in your house, sleeps in your bed, and eats your food, drinks your beer. And while spends you're all your money. And then you come back, and it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. You have no beer, and your bank account is empty. Really? And there's two kids. Is, is there a chance that they're just filling a void while you're gone? Well, they're filling a oh, void. They're <laughs> filling a void. <laughs> And then does she run into your arms? Does, does, does it ever oh, work I out where they go so through much. and say, I miss you so Look, much? Look, I, I had a lady that lived across the street from me at Fort Hood. Um, her husband was deployed. I was in the process of retiring. She took and sold all of his shit. Like, she sold every fucking thing in the house. She sold his motorcycle. She left her three kids at home so she could go to College Station, which is where Texas A&M is, so she could get banged by the fucking college guys there. She went to a frat house. She basically did. Went to a frat house. Bukaki! I can only imagine. (laughs) But... My wife and I wound up feeding her three kids while she oh, was gone terrible. on like a three-day. I mean, it's good for you guys, but well, terrible. Then she's a real piece of shit. Well, we the MPs were called, CPS was called for abandonment, right. all that shit. So it was a big, 
stink and a big to-do. While her husband's serving the country. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. Like, she abandoned the kids. There's nothing the MPs could do. Aren't you a military wife at that point? Well, yeah, you're on base, so you fall under their jurisdiction. So the military, the unit basically, honestly, I have no idea what fucking happened with it because they were still doing shit with it when I finally left base. When I signed out on terminal leave, which meant I'm now on vacation until the expiration of my term of service, until my retirement date, I never looked back. I fucking got in my vehicle, slammed the gas, I drove right through the fucking gate, and, and right to like, Lockport. Peace. And did, drove straight to Lockport, New York. Did you go see Joe D? I did not go see Joe D. <laughs> How does that work? Because there are now women who are in the military. Yeah. Do stay-at-home husbands oh, yeah. bang out with Joe D too? Where do you call them in that direction? No, I mean, Jody is... It's a... It's a gender-neutral gender gender, name. I mean, it's a, masculine generic, or feminine. Generic, it's just generic. Right. So, it, Jody... Either way, it's a home wrecker. Exactly. Right, or a home saver. <laughs> but, I, um... Is this thing on? Looks good kill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's a real thing, though. I mean, you know, the wife is deployed, the husband's home. What's he doing? You know, you got no kids. He's going to fucking club yeah, on you, Friday night. You can only jerk that gherkin so often. There's, yeah, there's no fucking strange. You know, sometimes there's no phones. Sometimes you get limited phone calls. But with technology, things are getting better, so it's a little easier to stay in contact. But you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go out and shoot some pool with the boys tonight, and then you're down at the fucking club, or the neighbor's wife, whose husband's deployed with your wife, which yeah. we actually had happen in my unit. Really? Yep, we had a. Um, a male in my unit, his husband or his wife and his kids were back at Fort Polk and the neighbor was a civilian husband. So it was a civilian wife and a civilian husband, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the military wife, so the, the wife for the other family was deployed. So it left the civilian husband and my guy's wife at home. Well, she wound up banging the neighbor and then they left and she left the kids with a friend. She didn't even give him to family. She just left him with a friend and then cleaned out his bank account, sold all his shit, and then left with the dude. Wow. Like, and just abandoned her fucking kids. There's got to be a way to out. Pro- build in some protections there. Yeah. Well, there are That's why I don't go to the military. It's called penalties, prison, fines, things yeah, like but that. They can take They're, all your, all that fucking money. You're not spending any fucking money when you're, you know, traipsing through a desert. So that money's going home. To help support them and... Well, then you'd have to put that money maybe in a trust and then it could have to be... Uh, we well, still have okay. to give your wife money or your yeah, but she'd have to be, money. So yeah, you can't leave her destitute. She right. No, but I think she, she'd money. have to have access to money, but maybe have to put somebody in charge of it. Like, a, uh, you know, if you do it in a trust where it's got to go through an attorney and the attorney knows what the bills are and you're only allowed this much money to go towards your bills and stuff like that. Well, you're that. hoping, yeah, too, when you get married that you trust the person. So. Exactly, and that, that's my, where it's at. Like, my wife had the fuck all of power of attorney she had the general power of attorney she just fucking do anything mm-hmm. i never worried about my money my vehicles nothing like she took care of everything it nice. was it was great you got a you good know? woman there my friend so we thank you so i mean we had that trust you know she's like i need you to come home safe Certainly. and i'll take care of everything back here okay. and that's what she did if i didn't have to try to see you that's know? nice so now my grandmother's brother served was actually lost for a couple of weeks behind enemy line Sent all his money home to his wife. Come home to a brand new baby girl. Come home to what? Brand new baby girl. Did he raise that baby girl as he his ra- own? He raised that. He raised her as his daughter. And 
all the every penny he was sending home, she was giving to her father to support his farm. Hmm. So and who was that the baby daddy? I I don't know. Wow. And that all come out in the wash? I did they get the farm? Not, it didn't filter down to me, yeah. but he ended up getting money out of the deal. Yeah. Uh, basically, where Orangeport Road is, all those houses, mm-hmm. that was her family's farm. So as the family sold those properties off, the lots off. He was able to recoup. He, he recouped. And he was a union electrician, so he made money. Yeah, see, so that's good. But, yeah, the, she wasn't exactly popular with with the, the sisters. Look, I, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, military life is not just about going, you know, being deployed and having your, you know, rifle and putting lead down range and all that other shit. This you is know, my rifle. It, this is my gun. It also this goes a into everything else, like what happens in garrison. You know, it's your family life. It's your friends. It's training back in garrison. Like the majority of your time is spent in garrison. You're not deployed. So for most of the time, it's really not that bad. If you have a good job and you've got a good camaraderie. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Good camaraderie, uh, good leaders. I would think it's a little bit easier. Not that it's easy. Let me preface that with that. A little easier now because of the technology that we have. Like when my when my dad was in Vietnam, it was you know once a week you would call home or once a month depending on what it was. Mm-hmm. When my buddy Jim was in the military in ninety two through ninety six, it was well he was in communication, so he would call me like it was a local call because he'd patch it through the airbase. Mm-hmm. But now you have computers, and I mean, you can't take your phones with you, or maybe you can. I'm not sure. But if you're deployed, there's I think it's a little bit easier to connect back with home than it was. Because there's already data. There's always ago. a data center there. You can go and use computers and everything. So which like may that. make it a little bit easier to stay in touch with the spouse who's left back at home, so they're not quite as likely. I mean. I don't know. She needed more to hold than just Look, a telephone. If she had an itch, she'd figure it out. Bob. Like, I mean, here, here's the thing. Some low trim. The phones, sure. But with Facebook and all the social apps and all the computers and technology, yeah, communicating back home has gotten a lot easier. However, it has kind of, in my opinion, I think it, it makes the military a little worse off because you can be off. And next thing you know, you're getting yelled at through text message about some stupid shit. And, like, all the dumb shit that I've seen on Facebook, like all the crazy text messages where they're they're getting into your home and they're like, you're going to do this and you're going to do that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck you, this is my house. You know, even though it's, you know, technically the federal government owns it, but I'm signed for it. That's my legal residence. And if I if my wife doesn't want you in the house, like, my wife can tell the company commander to fuck off. You cannot come. I mean, she, I would get in trouble if she told him to fuck off. But she could be like, no, you're not coming in this house. And that's the end of it. And he can try all he wants or she wants, and she could put a stop to that. Like, no, you're not coming in this house. Mm-hmm. And eventually he could get the MPs and come to the house, and the only thing that he can inspect is the refrigerator and... The panty drawer. No. <laughs> the gun closet. No, he wouldn't even go in there. There was one other place, but the refrigerator, because it's owned by the federal government, he has a right to make sure that you actually are feeding your family so that he can check your, I think it's your cupboards in your uh, refrigerator, just to make sure that you're feeding your family, that you have food. Okay. 
And I mean, they'll look at the cleanliness and it'll just be an eyeball of that. Yeah. But you can't like open your drawers and go through your, you know, your clothes and shit like that. So you do have privacy. And in my 20 years, once I moved into on-base housing and got out of the barracks because I was married, I never had an inspection. Like my company commander, my first sergeant, my platoon sergeant, they never showed up at my house to inspect my house. But I also think they probably get a feel of who's a good person and who's doing the right thing and who isn't. Yeah, but... You know, would they rather do a visit with you or two visits on somebody they know is kind of grimy? I'd rather see the two visits on the grimy dude. Well, they are. So generally they leave you alone. They're like, dude, you're married. They'll know because your neighbors will fucking report you quicker than mm-hmm. shit. So, yeah, they, they really don't fuck with you that much. In the meantime, did you guys hear about the hockey player in England who died? What happened? I did hear that. that. I, I, read, I, yeah. I heard, but... I saw the video. The guy who did the hit put his foot up and he cut his the guy's neck and it's sliced one, his one jugular. One of those freak accidents. It wasn't freak. It looks like it was on purpose. Really? Yeah. The way, so is there going to be a murder charge? Second degree manslaughter, possibly. Yeah. Uh, the way they talked about it this morning, it was like a freak accident. I think they're given the benefit of the doubt, but this guy who was the aggressor in this has a series of issues with the league that he plays in with being overly aggressive. And the fact that he got his leg way up, when I first saw the video, I thought, well, he was trying to hit the other guy, missed, and was trying to regather his his balance. But the more I watch it, the more it looks like he just cried. It's kicked. not like Tom Brady lifting his legs. Lifted his feet as he slides to, to fuck with somebody. Right. This is not Ty Cobb. That was Adam Johnson. <laughs> right. It was pretty blatant. And who did he play for? Played for Binghamton or Manchester, someplace in right. England. Like that saber that got his neck slashed. Clint Malarchuk. That was a complete fucking accident. Could never, probably will never happen to another guy again. When all well, that blood did. was on the ice, that it one did, you're talking though, about? Because in, that was in the 80s. In, 19, in 2008, Richard Zednick of the Florida Panthers was playing in Buffalo, and the same thing happened to him. I do remember that. I take that back. And they saved him, too. I think they were, bo- they were both at the current arena, too. Correct. No, I think Malarchuk was at the old arena. He was the odd? At the odd, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely at the odd. Yeah, look at that. That's a shame, young kid. 29 played for the Penguins at one point. Yeah. Crazy. Well, how about them Buffalo Bills? They won-ish. Yeah. They didn't look great. So they won the Thursday game? They did. And then when did they play again? They play Sunday night against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Oh. So back to where the whole DeMar Hamlin thing happened. So is everybody still happy with the Buffalo Bills and their... uh no, they trust the process, and they won, but they still—they're not—they're not as good as we think they are. On paper, they're—they're they're a lot better than they're playing. Correct. As a team, both sides of the ball. Honestly, they have two solid wins. The rest of them could have been losses, and we're eight weeks in. Yeah, and I—and I don't want—I don't want to hear that there's plenty of league and, play left. Because and how many weeks left? You got another eight weeks? Nine. There's 17 games. Okay. In the meantime. Dallas looking phenomenal the other night. Wow. What was, was the score? Game, like 45 20, something like that? Yeah, 43 to 20. But, I and mean, that was, was like 40, it was like 35 to 3 forever. It was like 30 to, or 26 to 3 for a bit. I, I watched part of the game. I didn't get Dak to watch the whole really thing. Dak looked really good. Yeah, he played. You that. know, the interception was, it was a tip, and kudos to the Chargers for, you know, the tip drill. It wasn't like he, it was a dangerous pass. It was just a well defended pass, and it got tipped. 
And I, I think it was a cowboy that tipped it, actually, because it looked like he lasered it in there. Like, there was some stank on it. Right. But it looked it was a good game for Dallas, man. But it was the, they looked the, good. I watched the that game. defense was just fucking firing on Lights everything. out, man. Yeah. And then special teams. Like, if they hadn't had that holding penalty or the, the whatever it was, like Cavante Turpin, fuck, that guy's fast. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I thought he was going to get tackled. He just outran it and went straight to the end zone. I was like, holy shit, dude. Looked like a good game. Yeah, well, we'll see how they, they hold up this coming week. Who do they play this week? The Eagles. The Eagles haven't looked so hot, man. Well, they barely scraped out against the Commanders. They're talking like, does San Francisco have a quarterback problem because they just lost again because apparently Brock Purdy's playing like shit. I think he's hurt, and he hasn't, no one's told anybody yet. I think he's hurt. What are they lost now, three? Three straight. Wow. Yep. What are they, four and three? I think he's hurt. I think he'll come out that he's hurt his shoulder, and that because if you watch him play, he's not he's not standing the same way. He's not whipping it out the same the same way he was. <laughs> but, She's not gonna like that, right? But she, he's he's just not playing like he was. He's a little timid in some areas, which usually means he's hurt and is afraid of hurting it more. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. He he's done for the season, which is yep. And he was like what first in TD passes? Like he was, dude. He was killing it up there. Statistically, yes. he was like a top five quarterback. But nobody ever puts his name in conversations. But his stats have always been really well. But he tore his Achilles, and I guess that's the end of that. It could be the end of his career. He's old enough that he doesn't have to keep playing. Yeah. Was he nine years in? Kirk Ten. Cousins. Yeah. Well, he's been this journeyman and. Like, he's made, like, 200 and something million in his career. Wow. Just going from, like, team to team. How about our boy Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, Mr. Going shirtless. Got his shirt off. Got his shirt off. Showing everybody how awesome he is. He he is a pretty funny dude. (laughs) He is. Retired, living his best life. Oh, yeah. He made a ton of money on guaranteed contracts and then didn't play. Right, because he's either Fitz Magic or he was Fitz Tragic. I mean, there was no in between. Mm. But when he was, where was he playing in Tampa Bay when he came out in his in his uh, teammates' bling? That was way too small for him. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. He's got a great sense of humor, and I'm kind of jealous of him because he gets to hang out with Carissa every Thursday night, and she is just a wonderful, wonderful sports reporter. Oh, nice. We do have articles here. Do we want to read any of these things? Sure, why not? Find out where I put them. Mm. We've all been here. We all, well, Alan probably hasn't been here. But have you ever taken your kid to a restaurant and they just will not act polite while you're in the restaurant? They're screaming and carrying on. Well, you owned a restaurant, yeah, so you saw it. Yeah, I saw it regularly. And I was always on the side of the kid. Really? Always. It's it's a parent's responsibility. To keep I would always go through, and then the parents, like, when, when, when customers would get angry at the kids, I'd be like, you know what? This is a family restaurant, man. Do you want to? You want you don't want families go step up go see Russell go see Russell go do that I said but these kids are coming in I even some of my friends their kids were autistic and they would not want to bring them in because they would take the sugar packs and rip stuff and throw stuff around I was like don't ever be embarrassed about that you bring your kid in here all the time well a restaurant is adding a fifty dollar fee for rowdy kids and it's called an unable to parent fee. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's more gimmicky than anything. There's nothing they can do on that. Yeah. I just wouldn't pay. Yeah, charge me fifty dollars. 
I'll be taking home fifty dollars worth of furniture and toilet paper. And exactly. You think my kid misbehaved now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get my fifty dollars worth. Yeah, I mean, exactly. then that's what happens. People do. They go out. They break a window. They steal stuff. There's something bad will happen from that. You can't just put a, a figure on something and expect people to be okay with it. Okay, I know my kid's having a tough day. I mean, that being said, you take your kids out. You should keep track of them and they should mind yeah i mean yeah don't get me wrong if you're going to be sitting at the bar getting drunk and letting the kids running around and ripping through people's tables hey that only happened once at chunky cheese we had that situation really yeah they they, they, they come in they come in every friday night and they were souped up before they got there Mm -hmm. had some manhattans sat and had dinner maybe and every once in a while they bring their kid in who was a younger guy kid and and really was never given any boundaries yeah and you could tell by the way he walked in the door and, and was running around both rooms and causing mischief with the, you know, the wait staff. And yeah, so if they're doing that, yeah, there's somebody. I mean, even then, there's not a fee. You just tell them, you know, unfortunately, you know, yeah. just deny service. Right. You're a regular person that comes in and here who, and do things. And who determines whether they're rowdy or not? I mean, if customers are complaining because this kid's crawling under their tables. Yeah, I mean, right. it, well, there's ultimately one it could here. be the owner. The owner can say, no, this isn't the behavior that I'm looking for. Another reviewer claims he was charged $50 even though his children were well-behaved. The owner came out and told me he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behaviors. My kids watched a tablet till the food arrived, ate their food, and then my wife took them outside while I paid the bill. Yeah. What's, what's the manager's side of the story? Right. Because there's always... Those three sides. And even then, you know, I mean, yeah, you're right. Right. So, but I'll tell you what, if somebody, and that's why I love it when I carry cash. I always carry cash. You could charge me $1,000 for bad behavior. Right. If the bill's $1,150, you're getting $150. And then even then, I probably wouldn't even do a gratuity unless I'm walking out and I decide I want to give something well, to the server yeah, myself. Yeah, at that point, you're, you're screwing your servers over because yeah. people are going to take it out on them. Yeah. Unless you're, you're... All right, here's a question on tips. When you order for pickup... Do you guys tip? It's getting insane. No, no. I don't. No. I mean, if I, I, I sh- if I if I go to Marks and pick up a sub or whatever, I don't tip that kid. I don't either. I don't. Now, I don't now, tip. For now, if if I if and, and I'm too cheap to pay the delivery fee, so, but if I have it delivered, I'll throw that kid five or six bucks. Yes. So that's what it is. It's not about tipping or being too cheap to tip. I think it's just the tips are getting a little bit crazy. Like I go through, I give tips to the places I go to regularly. When I go to Molinaro's, I go through and I know all the girls there. So I leave a tip with them because I could go in there and not get anything and still put money in the tip jar just because I was hanging out and talking, you know? Mm -hmm. So I do that just so they got a little something extra and it keeps them. And you took up space for a while. And I took up space for a while. So I'll go through and give money for that, but. But when you're going through and you're just picking up a pizza to go or, or whatever it is to go and they want a gratuity, a lot of times I don't. But I'm always but I'm always a good tipper. But I feel like now it's getting to the point where I'm getting bullied, you know, like yeah. it, it shouldn't even be right. that way. For, and they'll give you dirty looks if you don't. Like yeah. for these fast food restaurants that, that leave a, a, a jug on the counter for mm-hmm. gratuities, you, you should never ask for that gratuity. Yes. If I feel that, that I want to give one. And that's on me as a consumer, not yeah. not you feeling that you're entitled to one because of fucking COVID or whatever. I mean, even the people that are doing like the, let's not even talk food because food's a different thing. But what about when you go to the bottle can return? I go through, I return $3 worth of cans and there's a tip jar there. And then you get a look if you're not giving any tip. I mean, it's like $3. I never, I've never tipped those guys. You no, know? I don't. Never My never wife does, but we take 30 and $40 worth of bottles at a time. Yeah, that so. might be a little different, but I, I'm not, I, I take a bag at a time. I, yeah. When my family and I go out to eat, I'm I'm a 15% minimum. Like, even if the service is bad, 
yeah, yeah, like, like that. I, I get it. You know, everybody has an off day. If they're I don't, trying hard. You can tell the effort is put. I, I don't yeah. know what's going on in the kitchen. Is the restaurant really busy? You know, whatever. I'm still at minimum 15%. Right. Excuse me. The most I go is 20 the most I go is 20, especially if, you know, my bill's 140 fucking dollars. Right. It's, a, it's a $28 fucking tip guy. Yeah. Like, so now I just spent 140 at a restaurant and with tip, I'm at 168. Yeah. Like, which dude, is a family dinner these days. Oh my God, dude. I could feed my family for three or four fucking days with that. Right. right. You know? So, right. I mean, it, it's a lot, but I, I still do the tip. And I tip my, my barber and, and all that shit, you know, because they you know, spend a little extra care. That's one of those things where they know you, they chat with you, they give you a little right. extra care. Right. They trim the eyebrows, you know, when they see they're getting a little the bushy. Back hair. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. I'd, I'd pay her double if she'd shave my back hair. <laughs> you know, but like, I, I'm with you. I order a pizza and I go to pick it up. Like, I go to Frankie's all the fucking time. I love yeah. Frankie's. They know me by name. Hell, the owner lives down the fucking street from me. But Ooh, when Frankie? I, yeah. But when <laughs> I call in an order and I go pick it up, I don't leave a tip. Like, yeah. why am I yeah. tipping? You didn't do anything. You made the fucking pizza, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do. And then you literally passed it from behind the counter to over the counter. Especially now, because nobody gets that, that server minimum wage. I've that, done stuff, though, before that. where I've given the cooks money, where I've gone through and said, hey, bring us cook out here. And I'll give the cook the back of the house money. I'd be like, hey, man, here's for a few beers for you guys after work. Everything was just, yeah, you know, on, just spot on. It was on fire. Here you go. Because they never get that. Because they never get that. So I've done that. But all the time, and the truth is, like, people get mad because if you go through and technically, when you are giving, and, and, and I don't know if the rules have changed, but years ago, you tipped on food. So if you ate $60 worth of food and you ordered a $100 bottle of wine, you're supposed to tip on 60 not 160. Oh, that's not like that anymore. So everybody no, just wants, the total bill. they look total bill, total you know? Bill, yeah. I mean, you would go through and you would say, no, like, I'm just going to do this. But people would go through and think you're crazy, you know? Because you go through and they're like, oh, my God. And then and when I was in Tennessee, they wanted crazy money at the bars. They were charging you 12 and 15 bucks a shot. You know, you order a dozen shots and all of a sudden you leave them like a $20 tip and they look at you like you left crap, you know? I mean, I just spent $200 and you're right, it's 20 and then they're like, they literally yeah, spent it's, six minutes with me. Right. You know? So the bar made $200. The bottle of booze that I got, that money, was it was a $25 bottle of booze that we had half of it. So we paid $200 for $12.5 worth of booze and left a $20 tip. And I was like the bad guy right then and there. Well, I went to a restaurant out of town and the waitress was brand new and she was flustered. It was super busy. And she fucked everything up, but she was apologetic and she was trying. I gave her a big tip. Yeah, right. Exactly. Here you go, man. When they're purposely or just don't care, they're good at their job and they're just like, whatever. I, I hate people. But you can see, and I know that there were people who were in that restaurant that would not leave her a good tip yeah. because she was flustered and not yeah. doing the right thing. I gave her a great tip because she's trying hard. Yeah, that's how I am. I like that. I'm good with that. It's when they're just sitting there and you got horrible service, but they're sitting there, they're on their phone, they're texting. And, and you can tell when they're texting and laughing and smiling, it's not a serious text. Like if they're texting because there's mother in the hospital and you've got a worried look on your face. But when, when you got the camera and all of a sudden you see them doing a stupid face, like they take the picture because they're snapping somebody with a silly goose like duck face. I'm like, come on. Our local place on the, the VE on yeah. Davison, there is one, oh, I can't remember his name. He's he was, fan fucking. Was my server last time we were there? Just incredible. Yep. He walks by my house. He lives on Vine Street, so he walks over to work every every uh -huh. day. 
I'm with I'm with you on this. Like I, I think that tipping is out of control, and you know when you see these videos made by Gen Z and millennials, where tip the check, it was like if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to eat out. No, I can't afford to eat out. Right. Period. Tipping is not mandatory. Mm-hmm. It is. And a we're one of the few countries routine. in the world. Like, if you look at other countries, they don't like, even want tips. Like, what is this tipping thing? What is this American like thing? Like, Europeans really don't do it. Like England, they don't do it in England. They don't do it in France. They get mad at you, in, especially in Italy. I have friends of mine that went to Italy, and they get mad if you're leaving a tip, and you're trying to do the right thing, saying no, no, everything was great, and they're like, no. Well, we're doing. We don't the, want this money. Well, we're doing the right thing by with in our culture. In their culture, it's considered offensive, so they just they just don't do it. Yeah. But w- with us, like. It's like these DoorDash people. You order ten dollars worth of food, you get charged twenty five. That you order and you get a four dollar upcharge because it's fucking DoorDash, right? And then they want you to tip, you know, twelve dollars on it, and you're like, oh, you only tip me seven bucks. I'm taking this shit back. And they'll literally, I've seen videos where they're like, they take the food and they just fucking leave. I'm like, you just stole that person's food, right? They've already paid for it. They've already paid for it, and you stole it. Mm-hmm. Because you got mad that they gave you a seven dollar tip. I watched a video. It's a fifty yeah. percent fucking tip. That's almost half. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a video on a. There's a website called Thieves Getting Fucked. I think you've watched it before. Yeah, I subscribe. I love this site. So there were porch pirates that were hitting this neighborhood, and so a guy had a camera set up, and he's watching everything. This woman comes up, and he put a box full of bricks with an Amazon logo on it, like he had. They had dropped it off, sitting on his front porch. So this woman comes up, and there's a car slow rolling down the street behind her. She picks up the the box and puts it in her bag, and she's walking on so lightly. Well, he busts out of the house. She takes off running and falls because it's bricks, man. Uh-huh. It's it's heavy. The dude in the car who's her co- accomplice just fucking takes off. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> You're on your own. Yep. <laughs> I watched um, a video of one of these porch pirates. It was a lady. She ran up. She grabbed the box. She turned around. She started to run. She slipped and fell and snapped her fucking ankle. Yeah. And then couldn't fucking go. And the lady, I think the lady came out and was like, yeah, bitch, you're not going nowhere. They called 911, but she got arrested. Yeah. So all I can tell you is that in my neighborhood that even though my neighbor doesn't like me, if someone tried to porch pirate at my house, he would probably shoot them. There is no doubt in my (laughs) mind at all. He would shoot them. I always try to be a good Samaritan because when I see like a big package on somebody's house, I want to just kind of take it and put in that little thing that says, hey, I brought this to my house. If I know people are like Christmas time, you see them coming around more, you know, and that's I see the, the slow roll cars. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go through and take the stuff and either hide it somewhere. I've done that before. Where I've taken stuff and I've pushed it more. So it's not as visible on their porch with people that I don't know. But. Are I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'd rather just go through and have it pushed aside so people can't just go. Our mailman, our UPS driver, and our FedEx driver all put them inside the back door of the back porch. The morons who work for Amazon. Barely, right on the front. Yeah, they barely even make it onto the porch, usually at the bottom of the steps. Like, it's a perfect way for it to get stolen. No wonder so many people sell Amazon packages because yeah. you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. Right. I generally tell them, hey, open up my gate. And put it in my backyard. Yeah, you put special instructions on your delivery. And I've done that with Amazon. They're and, morons. And I'll find it right against my garage. And I'm like, I'm kind of thankful because I got two vehicles parked in front of my yeah, garage. Yeah, you can't generally really see. block right. it. Do you ever see those things that they do where it's like a mirror? They put it like a drop zone behind like the mirror, but the mirror is angled towards the... Uh, so it looks like... An, it looks invisible. It looks like an invisible table. So you can put stuff back there and it's uh, they drop it there and you can't even see it. 
because it's it's like a mirror that's angled towards the towards the house and it looks like siding just like the rest of it. So if you're driving by, you would never notice it. Well, our UPS guy knew that we were getting gifts for the girls a couple of years ago. This is before the maybe it was during the pandemic. Our UPS driver lives in our neighborhood, and he knew that we were getting these these gifts for the girls, but they came in a box that was you could see exactly what they were. Mm-hmm. So my parents are gone for the winter, and I get this notification that yep, my package has been delivered. I'm looking outside. I look in the back porch. I look behind the bushes. What happened was he knew that they were Christmas presents, and the pictures of what was on them—they were scooters—was yeah. on the outside. So he put, he took them to my parents' house oh, see, and hid nice. them behind the garbage cans. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm sending Amazon, not Amazon, it was uh, UPS. UPS. I'm sending them a message saying, I can't find my packages. And about 20 minutes later, I get a call from my UPS guy. Hey, I just want to let you know I left those at your parents' house. I knew they were Christmas gifts, so I don't want the girls to see them. Okay. Like, okay, that's pretty awesome. Did he get a hot chocolate? He got, he, he got beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tomorrow is Halloween. And by the time this falls, Halloween will be passed. But I want to let you guys know, if you're in Lockport and you come trick-or-treating at my house, you might get a beer. Ah. Because I give beer to dads who are out with their kids. Now i got to steal kids. <laughs> You've got the van for it. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, that's what I was going to do, actually. Tomorrow, I'm going to actually just put free candy on my van and don't then park it in the driveway. Please don't And do leave that. it open with the lights on and let people go grab it. Uh, we'll have Cooper out there barking at him. <laughs> I'm going to have the laser show going on. So we'll see. But it's cold out now. What is it, like 33, 35 degrees, so something like that right now? It's not warming up for tomorrow either. 49 really? states out of 50 tomorrow will have freezing temperatures. Only Florida will not have freezing temperatures. Are you crazy? I don't believe that. I was reading it this morning, and then it was on the Today Show. I love can't the Today Show. I love the Today Show on Monday mornings. That can't be true, though, is all I'm saying. Because was it Savannah Guthrie? Yes. I love her. Dirty she's fantastic. Man. I just love her. Backstabbing her. I don't think she's attractive, really. She's. I think she's, she's attractive. She's cute, but she's not like my type. I just love the way she does the stories. Then nice stories. Ooh. We got snow in the forecast yeah. for November 1st. Yes. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. You know what November 1st is? Is your birthday. That is my birthday. It is? Mm-hmm. Yes. I have a friend that's got a birthday. He is. He is the saint of All Saints Day. That's right. I am the Pope of Greenwich Village. <laughs> so now, like, oh, yeah, all Saints Day. So it was, seems like only two years ago when your daughters came down here and your wife with a was that your with 50th the birthday, birthday cake. Yeah, my 50th. So it'll be two years ago since my mom's been on our podcast. She was on that night because it was your 50th birthday. Yeah, did, right. she come, did she do anything before? Was she here another time after? She was here, no? but she didn't come on the show. Okay. So it's, yeah. It's, when, this, she was here the night of the big party, too. For a short time. And then she left because I think we were getting out of control. Yeah, yeah, she knew. She didn't want to be party to that debauchery. Well, yeah. and Walden was hitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> Walden hit on her both times she was here. Yeah. <laughs> that Walden. He's like, you want to come sit here? You can sit here. Like, but he wasn't moving. Yeah, he's lucky he's not here right now. <laughs> That's right. I hate you. You <laughs> could be your new daddy. Are you my new daddy? <laughs> can you give me guitar how lessons? Your, how was your new daddy? Oh, he's nice. Yeah. Daddy. Oh, yeah. So they went on. Uh, so the other day, uh, I, I got to meet my mother's boyfriend. Yeah, right. you're telling us about the, the soy sauce. The soy sauce, yeah. Yeah, so he did that. Did I say it on the 
Did I do it on the podcast? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was it. But he's a, he's a nice guy. What about yesterday? Wasn't he there for the birthday thing? No. No. no? My mother, so he's not that serious. My mother didn't tell him that it was her birthday. Oh. She didn't want to go through because it's still new and she didn't want him to feel like Wait he had to buy he her a gift. Wait till he hears this. But he, yeah, I know. I think this is right on his list of things he listens to. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I hear he's got a very nice, uh, a nice uh, dwelling, a nice domicile. That's good. Yeah. So you got kids? Um, yes. So he's not looking for more? No. Are you my new daddy? <laughs> I'm going to give him a Christmas list. <laughs> you know, things that I want for Christmas. <laughs> G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Yeah. Everyone wanted a G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Yeah, isn't that thing like crazy expensive right now? Too? I want the the old-fashioned 1970s G.I. Joe, the ones that were like 13 inches tall, yeah. not the little seven or five-inch tall Three action figures, three and a half, whatever they are, but the, the tall ones, they're hard to find, and they're worth a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But you know, boys don't play with dolls, and that action would be figure. that would be a doll-sized action figure. Though I will tell you, I had a Biffy Beans. If you're from the '70s, you remember the Biffy Beans. I don't remember, I don't remember beans. Biffy Beans. I remember Boston Baked Beans. Roll that incredible bean yeah. footage. No, the candy. Remember the candy? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Love Boston Baked Beans. Mm-hmm. Really. I think they have some over at Johnson's. I bought some at Johnson's once because they have a little bulk area. They're left. And I was over like, oh my god, 1978. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. When I bit them, I don't remember being jawbreakers. <laughs> but I'm like, ah. But the flavor profile was still there. They just seemed a bit harder than I remember them. Okay, wh- when you were a kid, say be- under the age of ten, what was your coolest Halloween costume? No, I Anybody? Know. I don't know. Superman, my underoos. I was the donkey from Hee Haw. Oh. So I've always been kind of an. And ass. you're still the donkey. Hee Haw. He always calls. I loved Hee Haw. What a he, great show! What? That's where I think I got my affinity for like beautifully legged women. Kenny Rogers' wife, because she was. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know who that was back then. Yeah, she was the main, not Minnie Pearl. Yeah, but the. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the women on that show. Oh my god, it was incredible how sexy they were in Hee Haw. I used to watch it again every now and then. I pop on YouTube and find it. But it used to be on a show when I had satellite called RFD TV. They would still run it like every Sunday. They did Hee Haw. So you can still find them on some channels. But I used to love Hee Haw. It was Buck Owens and Roy. God, how did I not forget Roy's name? Roy Clark. Roy Clark. Roy Clark. Roy Buck. Clark could fucking play. Do you remember? One of the best guitarists in the world. Do you world, remember that dude? when he was on The Odd Couple? Oh my God. I watched that video regularly. That is so. He gets his fingers are so fast. Play Mountain Dew. <laughs> his fingers are so fast, man. That dude's an incredible guitar player. Oh, man. Yeah, the two of them. And Buck Owens was good, too. Buck Owens was fantastic. Yeah. Can we say that that red, white, and blue yep. Yep. guitar? Yeah. I love. Do you remember Hee Haw? I watched it with my grandfather. Wasn't it an awesome show? Yeah. Well, I say my grandfather. I watched it with my papa. Okay. So, Hee Haw. Meemaw and papa. Where, Mamaw oh, where? Are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and thought I'd found true love. And you met another and you, you was gone. gone. <laughs> and in uh, Grand Ole Opry, I watched all that too. I watched a little bit of that. Yeah, My grandmother loved Hee Haw and Lawrence Welk. Oh, uh, a one, a two, a three. A four. Yeah, I used to watch Lawrence Welk. I had a ton of Lawrence Welk albums. At one point, because I liked it from watching it with my grandmother. Yeah. But can you imagine having, can you imagine being 13, trying to date and showing your date your Lawrence Welk album collection? What a stud. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have big fucking balls, man. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Holy shamoly. So I did find Canada Watch this week, and Rich gave me a, a website of the week. He did? Really? Yeah, I, I, said, I called him and asked him for a website. I didn't put it in the chat, though. But we do have Canada Watch, so cue the music. Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees in moose piss. <laughs> Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> it's a design flaw or you need a trim? Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> we have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> we still like you, though. Canada Watch. In Canada this week. There, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> Alberta's campaign to attract workers from the other part of the country, notably Ontario and British Columbia. You have to talk more Canadian. Proved very successful, eh? As thousands of people have been flocking to the province lately. There you go. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. Now very you're nice. doing it. Rich always talks Canadian when he does this. The can- I was at bowling the other night. <laughs> And some guy was talking about something, and I said something about our podcast and Canada Watch. He goes, oh, you mean the, our neighbors to the north? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's infectious. The campaign, which highlighted stunning landscapes and Alberta's lower cost of living, had one thing missing from its advertisements. The provinces... Brutally cold, long, and dry winters. Cities like Vancouver and Toronto experience a much wild, milder winter season than Calgary and Edmonton, and the cold, dry winter prairie weather has been a shock to those who arrived in the spring and summer. So they're bringing up on Reddit survival tips for newcomers. The money tips come down to one thing, the lack of humidity on the prairie, prairies during the winter time. Alberta is dry as hell already, and when the furnace going, it makes it even more dry. Ladies, if you wonder why you wake up and your skin looks like crap, I cannot stress enough that humidifiers seriously help. Just a bowl of water by the register. Exactly. That's what I do. My grandmother used to put glasses of water in the in the heat registers. Yeah. You had to fill them up every day. Right. But, you know. Yep. Don't forget to put the water in the heat. All right. When I bought my house, my furnace had a humidifier on it. So you just turn it off in the summertime and on in the wintertime. Right. It, what, it, it's gone now? You don't have it anymore? I put a whole new furnace in. You can still Without put a, a humidifier? humidifier? Without a humidifier. Well, why would you do that? Because He's got plenty of glasses of water you can put down on the I didn't have... The, I was doing the rest of the house at the same time, so I had to kind of go cheap on the furnace. Oh, jeez. You got more money than anybody at this table. There is a... It's a trio of problems. Food costs are out of control. Absolutely. They're, and you're feeding a family of six and sometimes seven because boyfriends come over. Mm-hmm. Goddamn boyfriends. And you know what? My one daughter who's living back at home, if she's going to the grocery store, she calls and asks us if we need anything. So she's been picking that up. I mean, it's not a ton, but it's a little it bit. Helps. And that helps. Yeah. But like when we were a full family of six, when all the girls were young, we would go through four gallons of milk a week. Can you imagine that now? The cost of, we go through four gallons of milk a week and eight loaves of bread. That's crazy. A week. 
shit in a week. That's that's about a hundred dollars right there. Yeah, just on bread and and milk. Mm-hmm. I found milk today. We went grocery shopping, right? Mm-hmm. So we went down to the big name place down uh, on South Transit. The Wegmans? Yes, we went down there. We can talk about them. They love us. Okay. Like, what would have normally cost me well over $500 at Tops, I paid like four thirteen. dollars Wegmans is way better, man. They have, they have, a, they have a better selection. They have... I used to work in Amherst, and we drive all around, and a good cheap lunch would you go? You'd go to the deli at Wegman's, and you get a great deli sandwich and a soda. And we like, I mean, I obviously now it's not going to be five dollars, but in the back in the day, it was five bucks. Yeah, yeah, and it was a good sandwich. Right, and you take half of it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we we went grocery shopping today, and we filled up the cart, and we walked out with two baskets full of groceries. You know, they were bagged, which is why they right. took up two baskets. But the bag, I mean, it, it was like 10, 10 of those reusable bags. It was a lot of fucking food. Yeah. And it was, I was like, wow, I actually feel like I got my bang for my buck as opposed to shopping at the other place because that it would have cost way fucking more. Yeah, that is expensive. Oh, and back to what I was originally trying to get to was you can get their brand of milk for two thirty nine a gallon. Oh, that's nice. As opposed to the f- over $5. almost $6. So one of the things I do, and I'll let you know what the numbers are, if you look, there's always a stamp number. It's a two-digit number and then a four-digit number on all your milk products. The first two digits tell you where it comes from. Upstate Farms has two numbers they use for local farmers. So we always try to get milk that's local farmers. What's the numbers? I think 11 is one of them, but I can't remember the second one. Uh-huh. But I always try to get the... The local farmer's milk. Yeah. Because that helps us locally. I got to tell you, I've gotten milk now twice, and I won't do it again, but once in a while, like if I'm just in a pinch, I go to Dollar General. If I'm getting something, I'm like, you know what? I haven't had milk. Let me pick up a thing of milk. So I tried one, and I'm like, I don't care for this one. And then I tried it again, thinking maybe it was just an older milk or some maybe the, for whatever reason. And it just, I don't like their milk. Hmm. So yeah, it's a brand, the different brand they use. Different brand and stuff. I wasn't happy with it. So I, I do, I get the Upstate Farms, you know. Um, and I know like they have the Tops brand too, but I don't know. When I get that, it's pretty good. The same dairies, really. Yeah. The Vancouver Cellars offer Halloween firework masks as sky decorations. If you're looking to buy fireworks around Metro Vancouver for Halloween, you might want to rethink your choice as they're illegal in some of the Metro Vancouver municipalities, though that hasn't stopped people before. So when searching for fireworks on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, nothing comes up. But when searching for Halloween or sky decorations, there are tons of offerings, and even including the highly illegal Roman candles. But some sellers like uh, the one on Craigslist have quite an array of goods for sale and quite ridiculous, like anger management and crazy Canuck are some of the things. That's funny. (laughs) Canadian Pride is a 70-shot thing. Uh, Hellfire, Samurai Warriors. So there is a six-pack of whistling mini air bombs. So, yeah, there's a screaming memes, helicopter spinners, Roman candles again. So the listings are far and few between on Craigslist, but Facebook Marketplace is chock full of all those great things. So if you're looking for some illegal fireworks in Canada, make sure you go to Facebook Marketplace. And, and proudly display them, showing your support of country and love of country and freedom. Do you have a website for us? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, we don't have it on here. 
No, he he didn't post the link. Uh-oh. Craig, what's the website? I have a website. Craig, what's the website? Do we have a website? Is there a website? Do we have a website? I think there's a website. We do have a website. But first, before we get to the website, I want to talk about something that's happening in November. November is National Novel Writing Month. Oh, that's right. So there's a program, this kind of push to get people to write more. They want people to write 50,000 words in a month. What? That's about three pages a day, 1,500 pages, 1,500 words a day. Does it all have to rhyme and flow? No, it's not poetry. So you can just write, but it's not a novel. You can write a novel, but novels don't, they aren't like poetry. You don't have to rhyme them. Well, I understand. I don't have to rhyme them. But it was a dark and stormy night, you know, the way that The Wrinkle in Time starts. Now, who doesn't know that? Worst line, starting line in novel history. <laughs> I am going to write a novel, and I'm going to use November to do it, and I'm going to keep track of my Facebook Can I say page. my name is Alan? Chicka, chicka, chicka. Alan that, with a Y. Isn't, isn't that what uh, my name is, Ishmael? There you go. My name is Ishmaelin. So I don't know if anybody wants to write a novel, but if you wrote a page a day, which is about a single-spaced a single spaced page is about 500 words. I can whip out three pages in about an hour. So there you go. So you can get the novel written in uh, half the time. Oh, maybe. There you go. You can do that in between uh, your every other word reading. Uh, <laughs> my reading in the last couple of months has slowed down considerably. It's been terrible. I've only read eight books so far this month. There's only one day left. Oh. Terrible. I was bragging about you today because one of the kids came and asked me if I do any reading. And I don't know, it sounded like very uh, mechanical. He's like, well, you have, do you read? And I was like, yeah, I've read a couple of, you know, a few books. He's like, well, what books have you read? So I was going through all the Some things that I've read. People? I said, I'm reading Moon People right now. I said, I've read The, sh- the Spaceship and the Stone. I said, I just got done reading um, Atlas Shrugged, which is a brutal read. That's a read. tough read. That, I, it's just a brutal read. I actually went right to the Cliff Notes afterwards and started reading it Well, that it's way. what, 1,400 pages long? It's huge. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, the, I mean, the one I have is, yeah, just under, I think it was 1,289, but... It's the smallest print I've ever seen. Right. It's so it's if awful. it was regular print, it would be a two thousand page. You know they book. made a movie about that. Three of them. It's bad. They're bad. They're yeah. not good movies. They're all like there, there were a number of people that I liked them. I didn't have a problem. In fact, one of the scenes was where my cousin's has his airplane in California. That was one of the flight scenes. Was his airport like right there in California? And I was like, oh, right by. Uh, Vesquez Rocks and all that. I forget the name of the. the so the, you were bragging about me how? Because we were talking about books and reading. He's like, I don't read. And I said, I got a friend of mine that reads. He's like, just south of 300 books a year. You know what he were at? Like 280 last year or something like that? I was 165, 168. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Because it wouldn't be one a day. You're right. So it was like 200. Yeah, so I mean, that's what yeah, I told right him. I said, you drink. I said, he I'm way behind this year. This book I'm reading now is number 117. So it's way low. Oh, you better yeah. kick it in. I won't, though, because once November hits, I read less. I won't read again at my typical pace, which is between 10 and 14 books a month, until March. I'll be down to between eight, probably around eight books a month. You would be good to be, you could be the librarian. I could be a librarian. Where, where do they need a librarian? No, like the librarian. The like librarian. The, oh, no, like the movie. I just started watching that Those right now. Those are great movies, man. You know what? I'm okay with them. I mean, it's not an Indiana Jones, but there's some stuff in there. There's some, there's some, so there's things. a little hokey, th- a few and hokey things. The television pro- series is just as good. Really? In, in fact, I think it may be better than the movies. Okay. Because, yeah, the movies are a little hokey, and I would have liked that girl who was in the first one to be in the second one, but he switched it's so girls. It's hard, man, to do that. Yeah. Anyway, we do have a website this week. It's icbe.org. icbe.org. 
It is the International Center for Bathroom Etiquette, performing number one and number two in comfort and style since 1995. Urinal etiquette. There's, there are, there's etiquette. Before even reading any of these, I think we all know you take the closest urinal to the door that's not next to somebody, right? I don't really pay attention. I, no? I usually go to the farthest one away. Really? Yeah. Closest to the door without so you always go regardless. You always go to the. You always leave a space if you can. If you can, yes. I remember, like I went through and said, some of these rules don't apply because I was at a bathroom where there were three urinals, and there was one on each end, and then they were the pickle in the middle. And I said, "Boys, I said I don't care. I said I'm over fifty and I gotta go. I can't follow urinal etiquette today." And they just started laughing. They're like, "Man, have at it." <laughs> so now, we have if there's a stall open. Feel free to go piss in there. Yeah, that's true. I prefer to, to pee in the toilets rather than the urinals. Just I think say you, it, get, you prefer peeing sitting down. No, 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 no. I think you get less splashback standing at a toilet than you do standing at a urinal. The way the urinals are designed now, yeah. And they're making urinals for giants. <laughs> I agree. So, so I have to use the kids' urinals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can reach. <laughs> I told you it reminds me of the last time I was golfing at Shell Ridge with Shawnee. Shawnee or Shawn- Shell Ridge? I don't Which remember. one's in Medina? Shell Ridge is in Medina. Shawnee's up on. That's Shell Ridge. Okay. Because I was there for the Medina Hospital golf tournament. And I told you it was blazing hot that day. And then when I was peeing, like, you, you, you I'm going to stand on my tippy toes and my schmegads were still resting on the porcelain. The cold porcelain. Of the, which I would have normally come like you can't complain because it was so hot out it just felt refreshing right you know <laughs> but I mean how I mean that's a little absurd that that urinal was that high that's why some of the places I've gone to lately have had floor to well for me nose height urinals <laughs> yeah that's too much I mean there's got to be a that's there like bar height is bar height when you go to a bar they're all like what 42 inches or something like right. that I think urinals have to have that kind of a standard well, size there is there's a, there's a standard there's a in the plumbing code yeah then this one's not in standard have you ever been to the bathroom in the Medina bowling lanes not to use the restroom it's sober uh, even then years ago the the urinals are too close together. You will literally touch elbows probably if you stand next to somebody there. It's bad. I, I don't. There's and they took one. the outdated condom machine out finally. I do remember that. I tried to buy one. I put my money in, and it was. It's probably been empty for years. There was still stuff in it, but it wouldn't eject it because it was like stuck to the inside of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were pre-used, apparently. <laughs> it is Medina. I don't know. And I went and asked, and that was when that was before the 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 owner directly previous to the current owner, and you know that person. Yes, I do. And they're like, I've owned this for ten years, and I've never put a thing in it. So <laughs> they were there a while. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, well, here's one of the things, and you can click on all these different things. What if I have to pee really badly? And we just talked about this using the middle stall. They're like, you know what? Or using the middle urinal. They're like, don't do it. Use a stall first. But if all the stalls are full and the middle urinal is open, don't use it unless you really, really, really have to pee. If you're going to pee yourself, they'll be more mad at you for peeing yourself than for using the urinal. So by all means, there's not real laws about this. Use the middle urinal. So yeah, wow, good information in here. If you have to relieve yourself, it tells you exactly how to do it. Good for them. Exactly. So check it out, icbe.org. For all your bathroom needs. This week for shenanigans, it's been Ellen with a Y. Happy birthday, Mama. Vinny. Have a good one. Matt. Good night. And I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week.